Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. My guys in the desert, Brent Musburger is not here today. We have the next best thing, Vinny Maiulo. Thanks, Matt. Vinny. <laughs> Appreciate you go, buddy. that. Send the Sports Betting Network. We have a uh, stack lineup for you today. We have uh, Wayne Krivsky, former Cincinnati Reds general manager. William Hill, the VSIN handicapper. Both those guys will uh, break down baseball. Will Hill's got a uh, preseason, NFL preseason play that I really like as well. And also, Jeff Whitelaw, professional sports better, is going to be in studio with yes. us. Hour number two, Vinny. And uh, Jeff is one of the sharpest in the business. Jeff does a good job. I think people like his uh, perspectives. In fact, I just saw him a little while ago uh, over at lunch. And uh, I think uh, if, if anybody's interested in. Uh, what a professional thinks about in terms of preseason football, NFL, regular season wins, any futures, and uh, even uh, if you're thinking about becoming a professional sports better, maybe uh, you'll tune in and uh, Jeff will give you some good advice. All right, that's Jeff Whitelaw, hour number two today. Uh, let's kick it off here with uh, Cowboys-Steelers, a Hall of Fame game one day away. Get excited. Are you ready for some football? Chris Andrews. Open this number, I think Pittsburgh won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Went to one and a half. Now he's at two. Steelers yeah. minus two, and the total really has not budged. Did it come down? Did it open 34? Yeah, it opened 34, Matt. Went to 33 right away. Uh, hung around there for a bit. Now sitting at uh, uh, 33 and a half, and now 33. So uh, did go to uh, two this afternoon, uh, early this afternoon uh, on the Steelers. So I think there'll be some uh, Cowboy money coming in, but uh, not just yet. Uh, Chris Andrews wrote a column this week in Point Spread Weekly, our digital magazine. I believe it's out now. And uh, Chris previewed the Cowboys-Steelers game on Thursday. 
you know, Vinny, he addressed the sharp money issue in a game like this, and it's mostly public money, as Chris said, but he said on game day, if you see it move up to two and a half, that might mean sharps are getting involved. Or if it moves the other way to where the Cowboys are favored, mm-hmm. that probably means sharps are getting involved. Have sharps gotten involved in this game yet? Not just yet, Matt, but I think they will because I think they're waiting to see you know, just how committed the public is right now to uh, to the Steelers, remember, uh, one and two are more certainly more key numbers than, uh, because of the pre, in the preseason uh, than they would be uh, during the regular season. Uh, and of course, in the regular season, three uh, is the key number, if you will, and or one of uh, mm-hmm. the most key number uh, in the NFL. Now, that doesn't mean that uh, three can't come into play during the preseason at all. But uh, you got two public teams here, Matt. It's the Hall of Fame game. Everybody's waiting for football. I think both. You will see both the public and uh, professionals somewhat involved in uh, in this game. All right, let's take a look at the Steelers' schedule. Win total is now eight and a half. I yeah. think uh, did Chris open that nine? We, or? No, we opened it eight and a half over a quarter, man. Okay. Now it sits at eight and a half under uh, minus a quarter, as you mm-hmm. can see here. So right. Uh, uh, initially, the response this summer has been to the under on the Steelers. Steelers open at the Bills in Week One, host the Raiders in Week Two, and the Bengals in Week Three before. A showdown between Big Ben and Aaron Rodgers at mm. Lambeau Field week four. Steelers at Packers. Again, Steelers win total over eight and a half. And obviously, the Buccaneers, the defending Super Bowl champs, uh, returned 22 starters. Uh, this is the first time a Super Bowl uh, champ has returned 22 starters since the Oakland Raiders in 1977. Wow. Uh, they did not win the Super Bowl back to back. Tom Brady turned 44. Yesterday, 44, Vinny. What's wrong with he's that? He's still going strong. Uh, Bucks coach Bruce Arians talked about what keeps uh, Tom Brady strong at such an advanced age. It's an amazing fire that burns in him. I mean, the competitive spirit that he has in everything he does. But uh, when he's on the field, every down is to win, you know. Uh, and if, if we're not winning, he's letting people know why. And I love that part of it. And uh, – so it's, a, it's an amazing spirit, the way he takes care of himself. I've never been around a guy that really does take care of himself that much. Mm. You know, uh, Larry Fitzgerald was kind of a freak that way, took mm, care of right, himself. Right. And, uh, but, um, no, Tom is an amazing, amazing man and player. That's Bruce Arians on Tom Brady via the NFL Network. Uh, the Bucks win total. Vinny, where do you have it right now at the South Point Sportsbook? Eleven and a half, Matt. Uh, one of the higher win totals. In fact, that's uh, that's the highest. Uh, the uh, we've got two at eleven. The Bills and the Ravens. Uh, but to compare that to last year at this time, nine and a half, up two games. I know we're uh, mm-hmm. seventeen games this year, uh, but the uh, the Buccaneers certainly getting uh, a lot of support. And credit Brady for getting uh, helping get these guys all back. Yeah, 22 starters back for the Bucks. Could they be even better? Look at this. The Buccaneers open with the Cowboys in week one. That game's in Tampa. Bucks have back-to-back home games open the season. Cowboys and Falcons. Then a two-game road triple. They will be tested against the Rams and the Patriots back-to-back mm-hmm. road games. Quick break here on My Guys in the Desert. Welcome to My Guys in the Desert. It's a Wednesday. Matt Eumanns, Vinny Maiulo here at the South Point Sportsbook, Visa and the Sports Betting Network. We will be joined, hopefully, uh, within moments by Wayne Kripsky, former Cincinnati Reds GM, William Hill, the Visa and Handicapper at 2.45 p.m. Pacific, and then uh, 
Jeff Whitelaw, professional sports better, is going to be in studio with us an hour from now. Vinny, we have baseball mm-hmm. in action today. A pretty yeah. good baseball card tonight. I'm uh, looking forward to some of these games. The Reds took down the Twins 6-5 to five early today. And the Tampa Bay Rays stopped a streak that not a lot of betters know about. Logan Gilbert, the Seattle starter. The Mariners had been 11-0 and in his last 11 starts. Mm-hmm. And the Rays stopped that streak today with a 4-3 win. So the Reds and the Rays on the board with wins. Yep, and uh, the Rays uh, uh, and the Mariners, I think, had the, had the lead in this game too, Matt. So the Reds uh, up to 240. Uh, that's what it closed off of the dollar ninety opener. So a fifty cent move today to the Reds, and as you mentioned, they won uh, six to five total on the game, uh, nine and a half. And then the uh, Reds also big favorite on the uh, well, considering uh, that you had to lay a run and a half, you also had to lay a dollar twenty on the run line. Rays uh, pretty big favorites too, three to two, dollar fifty favorite. That's what they opened. That's what they closed. And the total on the game went from eight over to eight under, and uh, they were uh, you. You cash though uh, on the uh, on the Mariners, but you took one and a half, but you had to put up one and a half. Yeah, plus one and a half runs with Seattle was uh, minus one fifty, and the Mariners plus one forty for the game, but they lose four to three to the Rays and Logan Gilbert and the Mariners' eleven game winning streak stopped, and that came at the drop. All right, the Padres lead the A's three to one at the uh, Oakland Coliseum right now. Last night, Blake Snell bounced back with a really good start yeah. for the Padres. Six innings, excuse me, five innings, six hits, one run, six strikeouts last night. 105 pitches, and uh, Snell had lowered his ERA to 5.24. He's been disappointing this season, but that was an 8-1 win last night for the Padres, and they lead 3-1 to right, right now with Joe Musgrove on the mound for the Padres. Yep, they bet the A's in this game, Matt. This game opened pick them. Here, pick them is minus 105 mm-hmm. uh, to both sides, and uh, they did uh, bet the uh, the A's. Up to a dollar twenty, and the total on the game from eight over to eight under. Also, the Brewers lead the Pirates uh, four to two right now, bottom of the eighth. Let's get to Wayne Krivsky, former Cincinnati Reds general manager, MLB executive, joins us on the phone now. Wayne, uh, great to talk with you today. How you doing? Yeah, Matt, good to talk with you guys too. Hi, Vinny. Yep, Thanks, good to hear you. Hey, uh, Wayne, look, we were just talking about the Padres, so let's start it there. I want to get your uh, assessment of what's going to happen in the National League West down the stretch because the Dodgers uh, made the big moves for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. They also pick up Danny Duffy. Cole Hamels agrees to a deal today. The Padres didn't do a whole lot, and they lose Fernando Tatis to a shoulder injury last week. The Giants did pick up Chris Bryant. Uh, are the Padres in trouble without Tatis, and how do you think that NL West race is going to shake out down the stretch? Yeah, I think the Padres are in a little bit of trouble, Matt. You know, you got Cincinnati kind of chasing them from behind. I really haven't been on the Reds this year at all uh, with all their bullpen woes and so forth. But uh, I I give them a chance. I still like the Padres, I think, to hold off Cincinnati. But as far as the division goes, I'm, I'm a believer in these San Francisco Giants. I just think it's their year. The Dodgers have done some really good things at the break with Scherzer and Turner. And if they can get Danny Duffy healthy, that's another good pickup for them. But the Giants have avoided injuries for the most part. They've kept their team together. Their bullpen's been really good. They're getting innings out of their starters, and they're not burning out their pen like, uh, you know, the Dodgers have a lot of guys on the DL. I I think Mm -hmm. there's some cracks on the Dodgers. I mean, I can see where everybody's going to view them as the favorite. But I just have a feeling the Giants might hold them off, and I think the Padres are going to – the best they're going to be able to do is uh, stave off the Reds and be that second wild card. 
Hey, Wayne, as a former uh, GM now, here here we have the trade deadline is gone, but there still can be some trades coming up, right? But there's got to be the whole waiver issue comes into play and everything like that. Put yourself here now. You're the, you're the Padres. You lose Tatis. Your bullpen is overworked. What kind of things can they do to get back, uh, maybe to tr- try to surpass the Dodgers? I think they've got, uh, they've got nine more games heads up with the Dodgers in this division, which are obviously going to be important. What would you be looking at right now, if anything, in terms of uh, additional trades that would have to require uh, a player's clearing waivers? You know what, Benny? There's been a there's been a change in the rules this year that you can no longer make trades. You can claim players on waivers and you can sign release players and so forth, but there there can be no more trades, uh, which is which is a new wrinkle this year. And uh, mm-hmm. so right now, I mean, that's what put such an importance on last week's trade deadline. And 17 of the 30 clubs were actively adding to their roster, but. Uh, you know, the Padres, their starters are not giving them consistent innings. Uh, I, they, I think they really are, are going to rue the day they didn't get Scherzer and complete that trade, whatever it was that held it up. I mean, every indication was he was going to the Padres, and that's exactly what they needed. Uh, you know, they've got Chris Paddock on the DL. They're going to get Denelson Lament back, and I think he's going to probably fill up that bullpen. And Daniel Hudson that they got from Washington is on the DL. He. I don't think that's a serious injury where he could help their bullpen too, but their pen's been pretty well taxed this year. It's held up to a little bit, you know, um, Melanson at the back end has been a huge acquisition. I know the Braves wish they had him right now. And I just think the Padres got some issues with their pitching and uh, without Tatis, uh, that lineup, you know, uh, that, I hope that's not a serious injury where he's out for an extended period of time. Cause that's an exciting team to watch when he's in there, and I, I think he's an MVP candidate if he can get himself healthy. Moving to the uh, to the NL East, Wayne. I mean, does anybody want to win this division? I mean, you got the Mets who've uh, <laughs> you know, they lost uh, three games to the Phillies uh, in a row this uh, this week, starting with Sunday. Uh, you know, Philly. Every time you think they're they're going to make a move, uh, they don't do. I mean, they, they obviously address their pitching at the trade deadline, and then the Braves. Everybody keeps waiting for them. They can hit, but their pitching hasn't uh, uh, hasn't done uh, done the job. What do you think? Uh, who comes out and who prevails in the uh, in the National League East uh, this year? Yeah, it's uh, it's a mess. It reminds me of uh, 2006, Vinny, when the Cardinals won it with 83 wins and then won the World Series. Uh, they got some people back, but you know, the Mets, I mean, they've got, you know, they've got 15 guys on the DL and 11 pitchers. I mean, I don't like their rotation right now. Uh, the, the ground being out until September, we don't know if he's even going to pitch. Right. Uh, so there's some issues there for sure. Uh, uh, I, the Phillies bullpen has been there Achilles heel all year. I, I don't really I really haven't been able to figure out what they're doing with their pen. They don't seem to have any set roles uh, out there. They let Brandon Kinsler go, a Las Vegas native who uh, has been a real solid relief pitcher. He's going to help somebody. If I'm the Atlanta Braves in that division, I'm going to get Brandon Kinsler right now, and I'm putting him back in that eighth or ninth inning and, and shoring things up. But that's a whole – I'm partial to Brandon. I know him. He's uh, – He's had a nice career, and I think he could help uh, most of the time spending that AL or that NL East and, and then some time with the Twins where, where I knew him from. But the Braves are going to get a couple starting pitchers back healthy here pretty soon. They're going to get their catcher back. I, I keep thinking the Braves have a run in them, but 
it's hard to say that when they haven't been above 500 all year. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. The, the Mets can be caught, and either one of those two teams, if they get their act together, uh, could chase down the Mets. I, I think that's going to be a nice three-team race. Uh, Brandon Kinsler, by the it way. might not take more than 83 or 84 wins. No, <laughs> that's right. Uh, Brandon Kinsler, by the way, a Las Vegas kid who was uh, yeah. drafted by the Padres in the 40th round in mm-hmm. 2004. Um, all right, uh, Wayne, I wanted to ask you as well about the um, uh, the, the Chicago Cubs. Did uh, Jed Hoyer do the right thing by tearing this down? So you sent Javi Baez to the Mets, Chris Bryant uh, to the Giants, Anthony Rizzo to the Yankees, Craig Kimbrell to the White Sox. Are the Cubs doing the right thing here? You know what, Matt? You, you can't go halfway on these kinds of things. I think the mistake they made was – you know, they're, you got to get ahead of the curve on signing these guys, and, and you can't. The closer they get to free agency, the hard, the harder it is to sign. So he really kind of they box themselves in on this quite a bit, and, you're in, and in a couple cases, you're dealing with agents that don't want to sign until players get the free agency. Uh, you probably know who I'm referring mm-hmm. to, and that would miss Scott Boris was with Chris Bryan and. And they made an offer to Rizzo, quite frankly, in spring training that was probably he looked at it as somewhat of an insult. And then with Baez, I think they were close to a deal before the pandemic, and then it kind of fell apart. So based on what the position he was in there here at the end, I think he did the right thing. I I don't think he had any other choice. He had to uh, make these moves and get the best returns he could and and tear it all the way down. Wayne Krivsky. It's not a comfortable. Not a comfortable thing to do. Right. No doubt about it. Not Cubs fans certainly hate it. Mm-hmm. Wayne Krivsky, former Reds GM with us. Uh, longtime MLB executive. All right. Do you approve the Yankees' moves? They pick up Joey Gallo. They pick up uh, Anthony Rizzo, two of the best left-handed power bats out there. Uh, are you okay with what the Yankees gave away? Do you think they're going to re-sign these guys? Uh, are the Yankees on the right track with the moves they made at the trade deadline, Wayne? I think they've got a chance to re-sign both players if they want to, Matt. I, 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 I'm not familiar with the minor league players they gave up uh, to get uh, Rizzo and Gallo. Uh, they do have a pretty good farm system, but I'm not familiar with those players. But with the Yankees' money, I would think they'd have every chance to bring these guys back. And that's been the problem with the Yankees all year. They've been one-dimensional and, and very right-handed in their order. And uh, also, they've had plenty of injuries, too. These guys are going to help balance the, the lineup. They're proven hitters. Gallo's a little bit of what they already had in a, in a power guy with strikeouts, but he can play defense. He's going to hit a lot of home runs in that ballpark. I'm a big Anthony Rizzo fan. I, I would think they'd want to bring him back, and uh, I think the Red Sox were in on that deal too, and I, I, I really like Rizzo, what he brings to the party. He doesn't strike out a lot for a guy that, that hits home runs and – he hits for a good average and doesn't strike out. I think that's they were both wise moves with as right-handed as their lineup was. Yeah, I thought so, too. The lineup's way too right-handed heavy. Brett Gardner, about the only left-handed bat the Yankees could throw in there before these deals. Mm-hmm. You look at that Yankees lineup now, Benny, top to bottom. I, I said this yeah. yesterday. It's stud after stud, just big gun yeah. after big gun with Rizzo and Gallo I think in there. There's, uh, I think there's real cracks being shown by the Red Sox and the Rays, Matt. And right. Benny, I really think uh, – and the team, not too many people are talking about Toronto. I think they did as well as anybody at the deadline. And with, mm-hmm. They got a tremendous young lineup, and they added Jose Barrios from the Twins. Their, their rotation might be the best in the division. I think it is. Uh, and then you got uh, 
Joaquin Soria, a, a veteran guy in their bullpen too, which needed help. So Toronto, you know, they're kind of the sleeping team here, in my opinion. I think with their rotation and the improvement in their pen, they're going to make some noise here uh, coming down the stretch and, and either for the wild card or, or even chasing down Tampa and, and, and uh, Boston. I don't think it's out of the realm. I see some real issues with Boston and Tampa right now. Yep, and uh, the Yankees with 16 games remaining with Tampa, Boston, and Toronto. I'm uh, keeping a close eye on Toronto. We've been talking about them. Wayne, stay in that division for a second, too, because about Tampa, how how do these Rays just keep doing it year in and year out? They just continue to move players around and uh, lose players, but yet here they are uh, near the top or at the top of the division on a kind of consistent basis. You know what, Vinny? I wish I had the answer. I, every year I underrate them. I thought they were a dead-under team when the season started. <laughs> yep. uh, it, it just amazes me. They've got 14 guys on the DL right now. 11 of them are pitchers, so I don't know what that – I mean, guys are getting hurt, but they keep replacing them. But if you look at their bullpen right now and their rotation, it is far from impressive. I don't know if that dome is, a, is that big of a home field advantage – uh, I know Willie Adamas was glad to get out of there and get over to Milwaukee where he could see the baseball again. But they, they, Kevin Cash and their play, baseball ops have done an unbelievable job. They keep get, finding guys. But at some point, <laughs> I, 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 I think they can be caught. I really do. Um, I, I look at their pitching and I just shake my head. I don't know how – they don't have a closer. They traded their closer. Uh <laughs> I just shake my head, Benny. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you. Yeah, I don't know how they do it, and I, I think they can be caught this year. Yeah, betters yeah. bet them from 88 to 86 wins. They bet them under. Bet them under. They did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think uh, at this point, if you're a really sharp baseball better, you don't doubt the Tampa Bay Rays. You, you got to quit doubting yeah, the Rays at the some thing, point. Yeah. yeah, I might just, you know, it's one of those things. They, they, I would have lost a lot of money on them over the years betting their win totals. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, I, 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 I don't know. Kevin Cash has done an amazing job. They mix and match, and uh, they piece it together somehow. But I don't know. I, I, uh, I see they won a game. They salvaged the game today, didn't they? Yes, they, they did. Seattle. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they okay. beat them. Rays did win today again. Uh, Logan Gilbert. The Mariners had won 11 straight starts with uh, Logan Gilbert, and they lost to the Rays. By one run today at the Trop, so that streak was stopped. Uh, Wayne, last question for you here in the final minute. Uh, with the Rays up in the division right now, they are one and a half up on the Red Sox, six and a half on the Yankees, seven and a half on the Blue Jays. Uh, Red Sox are a little bit of plus money. Rays are even money. Yankees are about seven or eight to one. Blue Jays are 14 to one. Who do you think wins the American League East? Well, I'll t- I like that number on Toronto when you break it down like that, Matt. I don't think they should be that far behind uh, the uh, behind the Yankees for sure. I, I'd have to look at the schedule. I know the Yankees' schedule really gets soft here. Uh, you talk about the, to win the division. Yep. Is that what division. you were saying? Yep. Yeah, I tell you what. The yeah, boy, how's Chris, how's Chris Sale going to do, Matt? <laughs> if Chris Sale comes back, I got to like Boston, but. Uh, Man, that's a tough call. I would put some money on Toronto as a sleeper, though. All right, 14 to 1 on Toronto. Wayne Krisky, former Reds GM, MLB executive. Wayne, uh, safe travels out there, man. Appreciate the time. Okay, anytime, Matt. Thanks, Thanks Wayne. Vinny. See you, buddy. Great to talk baseball with Wayne. Yeah. Vinny, next we're going to talk hoops. Olympic basketball on tap tonight.
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game winner I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Vinny, where do you think we are right now? We are at the South Point Hotel Casino and Spa in the OddsTrader.com studio. Well said. Couldn't, couldn't say it better myself because uh, we are live from the OddsTrader.com studio at South Point Casino. Go to OddsTrader.com, download the free OddsTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info you need. OddsTrader.com. Let's talk Olympic hoops. Oops. And uh, we are at the semis. And uh, unfortunately, the games are still going to be on Peacock, the streaming app. For NBC, uh, by the way, Tim Murray, who hosts the Nightcap here on VSIN, good buddy of mine, text me today. We're both uh, Notre Dame football enthusiasts. He's a super fan. I've just followed Notre Dame football since a kid. But um, how about this uh, tweet today from Pete Sampson, who covers Notre Dame? The Irish and NBC announced that uh, the Notre Dame season opener against Toledo will be exclusively streamed on Peacock. What, what's sure. happening I, here? I, what's going on? I, I don't know what's happening, Matt. I mean, f- first of all, it, 
Tim is upset. He's ticked off. Yeah. And so am I. I'm, I'm angry enough that the Olympic basketball games are streamed on an app. Uh, but now we're moving to Notre Dame football. Matt, everybody's uh, every, everything is. It's all about streaming now. It's all. I guess there's added revenue for it. I, I think the the inconvenience of it, or maybe they think that folks will just adjust, which I guess some folks will. The fact of the matter is, just let's look at the Olympics for a second. People are having a tough time determining what is this on live or is it you know is it is it uh, uh, on delay? I mean the timing of it all is, is a challenge. Well, I get a joke. it. You know it's over there. In, in, Some of it's a joke. You know the in the challenge. middle of the night and, and things. But look, uh, but to just you know you're going to see more streaming, Matt. I mean I guess was the was the Thursday night games or some of the uh, some of the uh, uh, NFL games going to uh, the NFL Network a precursor to this? Yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean at some point. Somebody's got to step up and challenge the system here because we're, we're all paying for sports packages on cable or direct right. TV. We're already paying extra for exactly. sports. Now you're going to pay more mm-hmm. to watch a Notre Dame Toledo game or a USA basketball game on an app. I know it's a very cheap subscription fee, but if you're going to subscribe to all these different apps sure. and every different network is going to do this, uh, it's not headed in the right direction for the sports fan, that's well, for sure. And then the consistency or inconsistency of it. Well, where is it this week? Where is it tonight? Where is it tomorrow? What, right. the, you know, the, that, that, that leads to confusion and frustration, too. You know, I couldn't find the U.S.-Spain game on TV the other night. I looked on six different NBC yes. Olympics channels. It's not on. It's you not you on. have a replay of a women's soccer game mm-hmm. from 15 hours earlier Correct. on one of the channels, and you can't find a basketball game. Now, uh, let's talk about tonight's game, USA-Australia. I'm going to have to go out to a uh, sports book, I guess, and watch this game tonight. Vinny, where does this uh, line sit right now? Give us a side and the total for USA-Australia in the semis. U.S. up to 12 from 11 and a half. In fact, I was, with, uh, I was on with uh, uh, Tim last night, Tim Murray and uh, Jeff Parles. We were talking about this game, and it had moved from 11 and a half up to 12. Total being bet over from 178 and a half, Matt, now to 180 and a half for this game. Nine. 15 tonight, not 9.40 tonight, 9.15 p.m. Fire up your app a little bit earlier tonight. I I don't know how to stream the app from my phone to the TV. I haven't figured that stuff out yet. I'm Mm -hmm. going to have to go to a sports book, hopefully, and somebody's got it on. Will that game be on here? Yeah, we'll have it. We've had them on, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's take a quick look at uh, NBA free agency highlights. And uh, the Bulls Bulls odds have improved. Hey, the Chicago Bulls making some bold moves. They signed Lonzo Ball and DeMar DeRozan. Uh, gets a three-year, $85 million mm-hmm. deal and a sign-and-trade. So I think the Bulls and the Miami Heat, Vinny, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, have made the best moves up the odds board in the Eastern Conference. And, Matt, the adjustments to these prices, uh, in the case of the Bulls uh, to 50 and the Heat to 25, we were on – when I was with you Monday, I didn't anticipate – uh, that the heat move was gonna, but folks, that's it, money. That folks came in and said, "Listen, I'll take a shot on it. Maybe the Nets won't be uh, healthy for the entire year." And like what they saw in terms of the heat from a year ago in the bubble, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a bounce back. Again, the whole uh, different dynamic this year is going to be that it's it's going to be a full season, right? So, uh, will there be more load management maybe by uh, by the Nets? Perhaps we'll wind. Uh, you know, we'll have to see. But uh, some interest there. So I tell we'll, us where the odds started and where they moved for thir- the Bulls and the Heat. Yeah, Heat thirty-five now twenty-five, and uh, the Bulls a hundred down to seventy-five down to fifty. Okay. So, uh, I think we might see some interest in the Knicks, uh, Matt, mm-hmm. uh, with the with the Kemba Walker sign. They were at fifty. They're still at fifty, but. Uh, I don't think they're After quite they done yet. Kemba Walker, you're going to drop them. That's no, I don't think, I think we haven't dropped them. We haven't dropped them yet. Oh. Just to. <laughs>
They'll, they'll, I, I think they'll be uh, they'll nah, really improved. I, I like the uh, the Knicks outlook. Actually, I, I was hoping for the Knicks' sake that they could find a way to sign Damian Lillard, but that's probably not going to happen. The Lakers continue to add pieces. We'll talk about that, too, as we uh, jump into more NBA later in the show. Up next, we're going to talk uh, more NFL betting NFL preseason. What are the keys to winning? College Football Betting Guide has arrived. It's one million pages, give or take a few, of uh, analysis and stats on every team in college football. Now is also a great time to get your all-access VSIN subscription, including our College of Pro Football Betting Guides, along with everything we offer for the entire football season. Get the whole package. Get it now. If you start your all-access trial today, go to vcin.com, subscribe, or you can buy the betting guide for $19.99. VSEN.com slash subscribe, Vinny. It's, a, uh, it's actually a great college football betting guide this year, the best one we've done yet. Now, during the break, one you of our producers a good job. is trying to talk us into doing a Formula One and English football segment here. We're not going to do that. We're going to stick with the NFL. You don't want to do the uh, Formula One? No, I've, I've got extensive notes on the upcoming races, but let's skip that today and Maybe stick a, with the NFL. Uh, Brendan Gaughan will cover that tomorrow on Gone Racing. Oh, that's for Gone Racing. That's right. All right, so let's talk about the keys to winning in the NFL preseason. These aren't major secrets, but you do have to dig for information because the coaches are going to be the number one key. Mm -hmm. The most critical thing is to watch the coach's press conference, read their quotes, find out how much action the starters are going to get, how much emphasis these guys are going to put put on winning. Some coaches are going to treat the first half like it's a real game. You might want to place a first half bet in that case and not bet the game. A lot of times in the second half, I say these preseason games take on a roulette wheel uh, feel mm-hmm. like uh, it, it's random. Some sure. of the, some of the betting results mm-hmm. you can um, kind of control the volatility by playing a first quarter, a first half, or whatever, uh, however way you want to play it. But the coaches are going to be the keys, and we know John Harbaugh <clears throat> is always a guy who puts an emphasis on winning in the preseason. Harbaugh has got a 17-game win streak since 2016 in August. That's 15 one and one against the spread. He's also got a starting quarterback right now, Lamar Jackson, who's sidelined by a, a positive COVID test. But mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson was not going to play in week one of the preseason, most likely. Vikings coach Mike Zimmer, 20-5 and five in the preseason. Zimmer's got some issues with his quarterbacks in COVID-19 um, test as we speak. And how about Saints coach Sean Payton, 7-14 and 14 in his last 21 preseason games. And uh, Peyton might be a little bit better this year because he's got a quarterback competition to evaluate with, Mm -hmm. at the top, Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. And then actually the third stringer I like a lot, Ian Book. I think he's mobile. He can move the ball. I think the Saints quarterback situation here in the preseason is pretty positive. So don't just bank on these streaks automatically. Uh, But Vinny, what what do you look at first when you're, as an odds maker, looking at the preseason? And uh, how, how you, Chris Andrews, how you guys are going to make the numbers? How do you decide to make the Steelers open the Steelers as a one-point favorite over the Cowboys, for example? Well, that's that's a good. By the way, we look at these same trends too, and that helps it's us anticipate. 
uh, you know, how the betters are going to react to it, particularly, uh, you know, uh, the, the general public. They love these kinds of stats. And I like your point about the Saints this year uh, being it's a different situation. I mean, Drew Brees is gone, and that was a whole revamping, right, of the offense, Michael Thomas. So mm-hmm. you really, if you're Sean Payton, you've got a lot to, to take into consideration. And actually, here. Brees... Yeah. Didn't matter. I don't think he was a factor at all in the Saints' success in the preseason. Role. No, yeah. but the fact that he's gone, he's got to look at these guys in a whole different yeah, light, right? Right. No so doubt about it. That, that, that's the that's the breeze factor entering into uh, the Saints' equation, if you will. In terms of uh, tomorrow night, Matt, and again, the Steelers one point favorites on the opener. Uh, they laid one, laid one and a half an hour, sitting at two. You just kind of, Matt, you just you, you start putting your initial. You, you say, well, is it power ratings? Not really in in the, in the preseason. You just kind of get a feel. It's literally a feel for where you think how teams are going to start their games. We know that there's not going to be any Ben Roethlisberger or, or Dak Prescott in this game. You break down what one of the other factors and something you're going to look at is the quarterback rotations and what kind of you know experience they've had in the past as well. How do you who do you think is going to play? Uh, and how many series are, are any of the starters going to play in Week One? Uh, is it is a bit of a crapshoot? Yeah, in some in some regards, yeah. But that's why the numbers move a lot quicker too in in, uh, in the preseason. That's why you also you're not going to take uh, as big a limits, and you're just scouring uh, the uh, you know the sites for the teams and trying to get the press conferences. You brought up are a key point, and you know, and sometimes coaches play close uh, close to the vest. Sometimes they're forthcoming and they said, "Listen, right. this is what we're looking for." You may get a little bit more of that this year too, because they got to be looking for a lot more in a more compressed window, right? right? With, with one less game. We've always talked about week three being a bit more predictable because it was dress rehearsal week. I, I don't know when dress rehearsal week is this year. May uh, not see it. May not. And the COVID issue is huge. It might be week two. Some coaches yeah. might not have at, at might all not utilize the dress rehearsal game at all. You know, uh, so. one thing I like to do is always analyze the uh, quarterback rotations. Yeah. And you know, you have to study how these coaches are going to use these guys too. I think Atlanta Falcons obviously have the weakest QB rotation for the preseason in the NFC South. Matt Ryan's not going to play much. AJ McCarron's not a mobile quarterback, and Felipe Franks is decent, but he's not going to move the ball a lot. Um, as an NFL rookie, the Falcons are going to have trouble scoring. Mm-hmm. Carolina Panthers with Sam Darnold, I think they want to get him a little bit of action in yeah. the new system. Matt Rule is uh, still implementing his system. Sam Darnold's new quarterback. P.J. Walker, we saw, we know he can move the ball. I like P.J. Walker and Will Greer. That's a little bit better situation than the Falcons have. Uh, so I'll give the Panthers a plus. The Saints could be really competitive in the preseason with Winston Hill, mm-hmm. Ian Book, and Trevor Simeon. I like that situation. Well, they're fighting for the right. for the number one spot, right. right? Let's face it. I mean, I think the edge goes to Winston. That's just me personally because Taysom Hill was not an every down back pre, and I don't see him being an every down back. Right. He's more of a you know a gadget play or a, you know, a and, and he's versatile, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. To, to play some other positions. James so. Winston, you would think is going to get to start in Week One, but just focusing on the preseason here. Even behind Winston and Hill, Ian Book can move the ball. Trevor Simeon mm-hmm. can move the ball. So that's a good situation for the Saints. Right. Tom Brady says he actually wants to play some in this preseason at age 44. Uh, but behind him, not a bad situation for the Bucs. Not all. Blaine, Blaine Gabbert, uh, Kyle Trask, the rookie from Florida, and uh, Ryan Griffin. So that's how you break down the NFC South quarterback rotations. Quick look at the uh, AFC East. I want to... Uh, take a quick look at the preseason QB rotations in, in that division because I think the Dolphins have a bad situation here. Tua 
is not going to play a whole lot for the Dolphins. Jacoby Brissett is a uh, veteran, number two. Brissett, I like him, but he doesn't throw down the field, and he's, he's not a mobile quarterback. And Reed Sennett is the number three guy. So I think the Dolphins have a really negative situation. How about the Jets? Zach Wilson, a rookie, you would think he's not going to play a lot. And behind him, Mike White and James Morgan. Dolphins and Jets look like they have negative preseason QB situation. And Zach Wilson was the last number one uh, draft pick to sign. He just signed uh, a few days ago. And if you look at Miami, the report's coming out of Miami. There should be concern. This is one of the things you want to look at and pay attention to, too. Are you going to see more of Tua in this in, in the first game? Right. Than you? Because he's not, the reports are that he's not looked particularly good. In uh, in workouts, uh, you know. Now, what do you attribute that to? I'm not so sure. Is it everybody else? Keep an eye on it. If Matt. you're wondering who Reed Senate is, he played at the University of San Diego. Uh, the Bills and the Patriots actually have pretty good preseason QB rotations. Quick break. Back in a minute with William Hill, the VSN handicapper. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.
We are live from the OddsTrader.com studio at South Point Casino. Go to OddsTrader.com, download the free OddsTrader app right now, start winning with up to the second info you need. Real-time bet tracking, live in-game odds and stats. Several more features at OddsTrader.com. Let's bring in William Hill, the VSIN handicapper. Follow him on Twitter at NotTheWillHill. We'll get to baseball in a second, but we're going to kick it off with the NFL preseason with him because he's got to play in week one of the preseason that I like as well. I was going to see if this uh, number would hit three and a half at some books in Vegas. I think it might have been three and a half for a minute, Vinny, but it's mostly, well, right now it's three across the board, and that's 119-120. Browns, the Brownies. Jaguars. I'm looking at the home dog in this spot. We talked about the coach angle in the NFL preseason. Seven new coaches. Let's throw up that uh, graphic one more time. The seven new coaches in the NFL, and one of them is Urban Meyer of Jacksonville. Also, Dan Campbell of the Lions, David Coley of the Texans, Robert Sala of the Jets, Nick Sirianni of the Eagles, Arthur Smith for the Falcons, Brandon Staley for the Chargers. Let's focus on Urban Meyer here and look at new coaches in general. You would think implementing a new system, trying to instill the winning attitude, all those cliches, Mm -hmm. do apply to first-year head coaches. The thing that's interesting about these guys, Vinny, None of these seven have been head coaches before. Mm-hmm. These, well, Urban Meyer at the college level, but college. not NFL head coaches. So these are not recycled guys. These are young guys uh, really with a lot to prove here. And I think Urban Meyer's got a positive quarterback situation, too. He's got Trevor Lawrence and uh, Gardner Minshew yeah. theoretically competing for a job. So you have a lot of ducks lining up in a row that tell you bet Jacksonville plus three or three and a half if you can get it. And uh, this game uh, did open four. Uh, Matt, uh, mm-hmm. we opened at four, actually. Uh, went down to three and a half and now sits at three. So, yeah, no, there was a lot of interest in uh, in the Jacks. So they're, uh, and no surprise, given the Deshaun Watson situation, Houston, they're the third choice in the mm-hmm. uh, in the division. Well, part, part of the Carson Wentz uh, situation. That's August 14th. Browns at Jaguars. Let's bring in William Hill, VEASAN handicapper at Not The Will Hill. Hey, uh, Will, tell us what you like about that Jaguars play in week one of the NFL preseason. I like it as well. Oh, I like everything about it. I like the coaching angle. I think, you know, when you're a new coach, the result matters more. You know, if you're the Chiefs or the Bucks or the Packers, you got bigger fish to fry than week one of the preseason. But like you guys are talking about with these new head coaches, the result matters. You want to you want to turn the team around. You know, you want to get the losing taste out of the team's mouth. The result matters more, especially early. You know, last thing you want to do is come into a bad situation, go 0-4 in the preseason, 0-3 in the preseason. So I think that angle is important. I think getting three, three and a half, I think there's some three and a halfs out there. That's important. I think it's something important to discuss with preseason. You know, getting one and a half, getting two and a half, getting two, that's more valuable than even in the regular season because we see this a lot, too, in college football with the Bulls, where if you're down seven, you score a touchdown late. A lot of these teams, they don't want to play overtime, so they go for two, so you get a lot more games that land on one either way. And also, if you look at the quarterback rotation for Jacksonville, it's pretty good. Like, all right, Lawrence, he's going to play a series or two. But after that, Minshew may be the best backup in the league. Uh, C.J. Beathard's the third string. He's actually started like a dozen games. You know, he hasn't played particularly well, but he's played okay. Mm-hmm. Get him as a third stringer. And then Jake Luton, who uh, or Luton, however you pronounce it, he actually played a handful of games last year as your fourth stringer. So you're getting a respectable quarterback throughout. I, you're at home. You're getting points. You got a new coach. I, I, I kind of like this one. Thirteen Vinny, uh, games, Matt. Yeah, I agree with him too. What he's yeah. saying about the quarterback rotation, and um, 
what will you take on that, Vinny? Will you will you have lower limits for a preseason game typically? Oh yeah, you have to. Yeah, I mean a couple of dimes. I mean preseason just because you know the, the, these players are going to be in and out. You're not, not going to see uh, any uh, or limited uh, starters if if at all. Probably none of the uh, uh, star, or limited number of starting quarterbacks. A lot uh, of yeah. books in Vegas take what two thousand on a side, one thousand on a total Something like to that. start. That's typically start. Yeah, which right. is which yeah. is a fair bet on a preseason game. And what would be the fear for that? Because I always hear people, you know, they make fun of you. They shame you for betting the preseason, which is, come on, you need new people in your life if, if you're telling people not to bet the preseason. I mean, the preseason is great to bet. Yep. But from a bookmaker standpoint, what is it you're, like, not afraid of, but what are you you're afraid you're going to be behind on some, some information? You're you're worried that, you know, something's going to come out and the better's going to beat you to the punch or it's just not worth it to make, you know, a, a, a solid line there? What what take us through the bookmaker's process? Yeah, there? it's uh, it's not a fear factor. It's a common sense factor. I mean, you're, you're sitting there yeah. trying to figure out exactly you got all these games right and we're talking about the key numbers which you know everybody's aware of too and 13 of these games are around uh, the key number for the preseason at least one and two so it's a matter of just being being sensible and saying listen we don't we don't know anything about a lot of these players particularly these rookies yeah. we want to see them in their rotations we want to see the quarterback rotations so you know what it's a we think it's a fair number to, to put up uh, but you got to be very fluid and I think as a better you don't want to you don't want to are you going to go all in on a, on a, no, on a preseason not, game because right. anything can happen there too right so absolutely uh, you know nothing nothing close to what yeah, the uh, regular season is going to resemble and it just doesn't pay off. I mean, I've had great information oh, on games. There's before. a lot of smoke screens yeah, in the preseason. It just doesn't work out. But, Vinny, as far as uh, William Hill's questionnaire, I think as a bookmaker, you would probably admit that most times the betters get the in- information before the bookmakers. There's no question that yeah. a better, you know, Will can, Will can zero in on, uh, on the game that we're talking about, the Browns-Jaguars, right? That's great. Uh, but, you know, we've got to zero in on – uh, on every one of them, mm-hmm. so that that's fine too. So you got to respect that. It's more, it's a, it's as much about a common sense and a respect factor as uh, as anything. Will uh, any other spots you're looking at in preseason NFL Week One, or you want to move on to baseball? I think Hall of Fame game, that number's a little low. I think we've seen some 32 and a half. I saw 34 for a while, went down to 32 and a half, back up to 33. So, I mean, as always, shop for the best number. That's super low, even for a preseason game. 32 and a half is super low. And again, you look at the quarterback rotation. All right, you wouldn't want Haskins leading your franchise or your team necessarily, but he's a guy who's been a first round pick. He's played. Uh, Danucci and Gilbert played a lot last year for Dallas. I mean, Mason Rudolph played a couple years ago for Pittsburgh. So, you're going to get some, at least some, uh, you know, NFL caliber backups you're, you're going to get some guys who can at least play i know dobbs is playing for pittsburgh too he was pretty good at tennessee uh michael lombardi always talks about preseason be careful because these offensive guys these quarterbacks can put up good numbers because the coverages are very vanilla you're not going to show anything in terms of your defense you're just going to basically he calls it basically like high school coverages so i think that's advantageous towards the offense to me this number is a little low i kind of like the over here all right let's talk baseball you're a yankees guy how, how do you analyze the new new uh, look yankees i mean when you look at the lineup it's loaded from top to bottom now and you actually have left-handed power with Rizzo and Gallo Yankees held to uh, three hits and one run a couple of nights ago by the Orioles but they busted out uh, last night so how do you feel about what the Yankees did at the trade deadline yeah, there's the movie. I don't know if you guys have seen The Big Lebowski, but he always talks about the rug that really ties the room together, and that's what Rizzo and Gallo, they really tie the room together here. It's, it's, hopefully it's not too little too late. I see Oakland's losing now. If Oakland were to lose, the Yankees would go into this game tied in the loss column for a playoff spot, only five back in the loss column for a playoff spot. 
I hope it's not too little too late as a Yankee fan, but I think this team is really good. I mean, you like another pitcher there, and now you're dealing with Cole and Montgomery with the COVID issues. But, uh, man, this is a hell of a lineup. I think this is going to be a hard time uh, for Harvey tonight. I mean, he's pitched a little better lately. It was hard to pitch worse. I mean, he was really a punching bag, a punchline for a lot of the season. He's pitched decently lately, but I think he's going to have a hard time avoiding some damage here. I think they'll hit a few home runs off him, too. I'm okay with Yankees minus one and a half. Yankees team total over. I think the Yankees will put up some runs tonight. Yeah, big uh, big favorites here, Matt. Uh, 260 and climbing uh, tonight. Hey, well, by the way, did you get any of the Yankees when uh, about uh, within the last uh, month when when they got up to about 25 to one uh, on the uh, for the World Series? We were, you know, they were everybody was kind of writing them off and wondering if they might have even been considered to be sellers. Uh, hopefully, I haven't been catching a falling knife here, but I bet him before the season at division. I got him, and then it, again at two to one the division, four to one, eight to one, ten to one. I just keep seeing the number, and you know what? I think they have a chance. So, uh, hopefully, I didn't bite off more than I could chew. But look, if you look at Tampa, they got like 52 games left. I think it's mm-hmm. 25 of them are combined: Astros, Red Sox, Blue Jays, White Sox, and Yankees. Now they do have 10 with Baltimore. But, man, if they play somewhere near 500, the Yankees have a pretty easy schedule. They still have seven with Baltimore. Uh, they're going to play Tampa head-to-head a few times. you got 50-something games left. You're five back in the lost column. I don't know what number you have here on the Yankees for the division, but I don't think this is uh, this is over. I, I think the Red Sox here we'll probably talk about in a minute. I don't know that they have the pitching to hang around for 162. So I think the Yankees are worth the play here at the right number. All right, so tonight, uh, let's finish up here with uh, Matt Harvey and the Yankees. The team is 5-1 and one in Matt Harvey's last six starts. He's wow. got 18 straight scoreless innings. He beat the Yankees on April 26th, 4-2. That was a long time ago. He threw six innings, allowed one run. But the thing is, uh, on top of the 18 scoreless inning streak, he has not allowed a homer since June 25th. That's hard to believe for the way Matt Harvey was getting knocked around for a while. Uh, Will, you have a play on the Red Sox game tonight. Vinny, what do you have uh, as a line for Red Sox-Tigers? Red Sox, uh, Matt, are $1.46. It's come down about uh, $0.10. Cents. Uh, move to the Tigers tonight. Will, what are you like looking to- at here? I like the Tigers here. I'm, I'm caught between taking the 136 or just taking the plus one and a half, minus 120. Tigers have been a moneymaker the second half of the season. It's been quiet because yeah. they're, they're kind of an underrated, under-the-radar team. They're rebuilding, but reminds me a lot of college football. Sometimes you see these younger teams, they go into a bowl game, and they say, you know what, we're going to use this game as the first game of next year and, and kind of build. And I think it's really important for the Tigers. Uh, it means a lot to them to even get near 500. I think, you know, as much as we probably don't like A.J. Hinch, he, he's kind of an unlikable guy. He's a pretty good manager. If you look at the talent the Tigers have and the talent the Royals have, the fact that the Tigers are ahead of the Royals, you know, speaks to speaks to Hinch. I think he is a good manager. They got some pretty good pitching with Scooble and, and Mize going tonight. Mize has been really good, uh, a rough April, but you know, pretty dominant since. I think he, he's going to be a guy who's a number one pick in the draft. I, I think he's going to make some all-star teams. So this should be a close game. I'm going to take the one and a half, probably lean that way, and uh, a Tiger team that's been under the radar here. All right. Uh, Vinny, can you tell uh, William Hill is a Yankees fan? He's got all sorts of Yankees bets, and he hates it. AJ Hinch. <laughs> All right, Giants and D-backs in Arizona tonight. Kevin Gossman, Zach Gallon, Gossman minus 180 or so, total of nine. How are you going to play this in the last 40 seconds? Yeah, I like the under here. You know, as bad as uh, Arizona is, they actually got a couple of decent pitchers. Kelly and Gallon's going tonight. Uh, you know, we know how good Gossman's been for the Giants. So I, I look for an under here. I'm kind of surprised the Diamondbacks didn't unload a couple of these pitchers because they couldn't be in, uh, in more of a rebuild, but should be a low-scoring game tonight. D-backs only 40 games under 500, Vinny, heading into They're getting there. Making a move. Get there. All right, William Hill, at Not the Will Hill on Twitter. Hey, thanks. Appreciate the time. 
All right, vcin.com slash subscribe. College football betting guy. You guys did a great job with it. Check that out. Thank you, guys. All right, thanks. Well. Hour number two, Jeff Whitelaw is going to be in studio with us, one of the sharpest uh, professional sports betters in the world. Vinny, a good buddy of yours. Yes, indeed. Stick around. All right, back in a couple minutes. that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details cnn underscores guide to sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever all right let's face it most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point and there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights that's why the cnn underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Deadline.